This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity and Becker Business Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Brad Bondi. Brad's a leader at LBMC, which does a ton of consulting uh, across lines, I think particularly in the healthcare world and with private equity funds and more. Brad, let me ask you, can you tell us a little bit about what you do, about your career, about LBMC, and, and, and so forth? Yes. Um, well, well, Scott, first off, really appreciate you having me on today. Glad to have a chance to, to chat with you. But I'm Brad Bondi. I'm a shareholder with LBMC. We're based in Nashville. Um, I'm I'm in our transaction advisory services practice, focusing a lot on quality of earnings, due diligence, um, uh, accounting consulting as well, and also head up a number of our healthcare private equity initiatives at the firm. Um, I started my career with Big Four. Ultimately, I've kind of tiered down over the years, spent some time with GE Healthcare in Milwaukee, and I've been in Nashville 15 years at this point. Um, but I've, I've been fortunate to find myself working a lot of uh, healthcare services is the bulk of what I focus on, and, and probably about 40% of what we work on at the firm across the board is, is healthcare-focused amongst other middle market middle market companies is kind of our bread and butter. But we're the 32nd largest accounting and business advisory firm in the U.S. Uh, we're the largest based in Tennessee and third largest based in the Southeast. We're fast approaching 40 years that, that we've been in business and have over 750 employees among our um, four offices, main office in Nashville, East Tennessee. We've got a Knoxville and Chattanooga office along with Charlotte. And then we, we do have a number of remote employees across the U.S. But what, what we've done outside of our core audit and tax, we've pulled all of our consulting services into an advisory umbrella, and that includes the TAS group, which I'm a part of, information security, cyber risk. Um, we've got data insights practice, um, litigation valuation support, healthcare consulting. But one of the things that we've found that has really helped us grow over the years is listening to our clients. And, and one thing that they've asked is they want somebody that they can go to to provide holistic assistance because they've got a number of things that they're working on and they've got a number of groups there um, generally going to have help out. And that's where it's easier to have one one group that they can rely on and, and deal with a number of things. So what we've done is is develop another of a number of affiliated companies under our family umbrella, and that includes the outsourced staffing group. Uh, we've got a group that handles outsourced IT and tech support, um, also doing accounting ERP and systems implementations, an outsourced accounting group. We've got a third-party healthcare billing and coding group, uh, a large wealth advisory practice, and then we also operate a PEO that has over 7,500 supported employees. So phenomenal. Clearly doing a broad range of things. Tell us, what are you personally most focused on? Where's your practice at? Talk about what you're seeing, what you're most focused on. Yeah, so so, so I sit in our transaction advisory services group, and you know, day to day we're focused on working with middle market private equity groups that are doing anywhere between um, you know deals that could be as small as a million dollar enterprise value add on all the way up to our, our largest deal, I think approached 450 million enterprise value that, that we perform diligence on. Let me just say, what are the trends you're watching in the deal market right now? Busy, softer, what, what are you strategics, private equity funds, what are you seeing currently? Well, well, obviously anything coming off of the past 
you know, 2021 of just the unprecedented volume, anything compared to that is going to feel light and soft. Um, but for us, we've, we've stayed pretty steady. Um, and if you look back to 2019 or, or 2018, I, our overall volumes are, are still up. We've invested a lot into doubling the size of our deal team just to be able to, to work with um, more, more clients. And, and we've, we've found that to be an area that we've been able to keep people busy, continue to add um, headcount. But one thing we're seeing in the market is that clients are being a lot more diligent about their deals. Um, obviously, people still have a lot of dry powder to put to work. But when you think about rising interest rates, wage you know wage inflation general inflation all those things that drive margin compression it's not so much we need to get the deal to beat somebody out it's now let's be really thoughtful about our projections what are you know what are the sellers what are they what are they pitching you know they're being a lot more uh, a lot more pushback on addbacks and pro formas that, that's kind of where and, we're and that's a, a and that's a, that's a, and that's a big change over the last 12 24 months where for some period of time it was such a seller's market now the the power of the pendulum switched back a little bit to more of a buyer's market as well it sounds like take a moment on you're headquartered in Nashville Nashville's always been the sort of the heart of for-profit healthcare how much of that work does the firm do and and touch you know the, the for-profit evolution the great proliferation of companies in nashville uh, how much of that has been key to the growth of of of, of the firm um well well as i mentioned the, that's about healthcare, which is predominantly healthcare services it makes up about 40 percent of our firm revenues across all of our service lines in our tas practice healthcare is probably about 75 to 80 percent of what we do and we've been a huge benefit a huge boon to the firm has been being in nashville healthcare services capital of the country if anybody's out there listening is has been a participant in any nashville healthcare council events we have a, a family tree which scott i'm sure you've seen the family tree which has all these branches off of hca vanderbilt um chs life point all these big you know, big uh, national uh, healthcare groups, you know, the, the amount of innovation that's come out of those just executives that have a thought process on, hey, let me go start, you know, uh, a dermatology platform, a allergy platform, eye care, you know, all, all these roll-ups that you hear about, that's just an offshoot of the overall healthcare services ecosystem. And, and for us at the firm, that's, that's been a really big part of our uh, growth drivers over the years. Well, it's certainly a huge part of the Nashville ecosystem and your firm. What are you most focused on and excited about as you start 2000, looking to 2023? What do you see in front of you? What are you most excited and focused on? Well, one thing that's most exciting for me is is I'm I'm working with uh, across our firm to really provide a, a more holistic uh, approach to dealing with our clients. Because um, one thing that we've seen especially when you're you know, potentially heading into a recession. Obviously, the, the pendulum kind of swings from buy, buy, buy to do we need to restructure? Do we need to do a do, um, reduction headcount? You know, how, all these kind of things that, that could be um, really challenging our investment thesis. What the biggest driver that I'm seeing of that, that hurts people is if we don't have a good handle on the numbers, once we once we buy, 
um, our company, whether it's a platform or an add-on, if we don't have visibility to information or we're not getting it timely, it's not accurate, things can get off the rails really fast. Um, so one thing that I'm excited about working with clients on over the next 12 months is, is really kind of providing a holistic, um, almost an outsourced value creation group, which some PE groups have. You know, they've got a whole back office where they've got 15 or 20 people or more supporting their port codes. I, I, I get a lot of value out of helping people figure out issues or at least identify here's, here's what the numbers are telling us. Like, hey, maybe we need to focus on um, payroll growth is way off the charts compared to revenue growth or where are we seeing um, census going up or down? Where are we seeing margin compression? Where do we have revenue opportunity? All those kind of things, it's, it's fun to help them operate their business and kind of ride in the sidecar with them because it, when my clients win, I, I win. And, and, and I really enjoy that, seeing people have a good outcome that we're able to help be a part of. Yes, thank you so much. And Brad, it seems like the Fed has sort of signaled they're going to start, they'll still keep raising interest rates, but they're going to start to slow down the escalation of the interest rate environment. What do you think, will that have an impact on the private equity investment environments? What's your sense of that? Um, well, even though they might dial back a little bit in terms of maybe we're going to increase rates but at a slower pace, it's when a lot of our clients, they are doing leverage deals, it's not you know, it's just things are getting delevered a little bit of what banks are willing to to do from an underwriting perspective. So PE groups, they're just going to have to bring more cash to the table in their deal. That that's just kind of the um, they're just they're the yield that they're going to get is is a return on capital is probably not going to be as high because they've got to put more cash in and they can't lever up as much as they might have in the past. And, and that's probably the biggest biggest thing that I'm seeing that PE groups will have to deal with in the near term. You got it. That that makes sense. Brad, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, I think one thing that um, I, I think we had talked about is is just where, um, you know, especially in the current deal environment, where um, you know deals may not be closing as fast, or where we really want to make sure. We're going to get the returns we see. We just can't close, and and you know, I think I think PE groups are are being a little bit more willing to not necessarily lose a deal, but I think they're willing to drag things out a little bit longer to make sure everything holds together before they ultimately close. And I think you know what I've seen over the past couple of years is that you know maybe 20% of deals end up having a drop off from when we do diligence. To after they you know, buy the company, I know I'll get calls say, "Hey, what 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 happened? Your your diligence report said X, and here's what we're seeing today." Um, as much as I'd like to have a crystal ball to to tell my clients, "Hey, this deal's gonna, you know, this one's gonna return your, you know, half of your fund, or this one's gonna drop off, um, drop off a cliff." Um, the the thing that we're seeing is that clients, our clients, need to. You know, spend a little bit more time looking at the the period in between diligence and when they close, and that doesn't necessarily mean doing a full roll forward of procedures and expanding diligence. It could just be as simple as getting a couple months of financials um, and just looking at anything unusual. Are the reported numbers lining up? Just just doing a little bit of extra effort before you close. That little bit of work can really pay off on back end. 
No, thank you. I think that's exactly right. That's really helpful. Uh, Brad, I, I want to thank you for joining us. You're, you're absolutely right. This drop-off between when a deal is signed and when the deal actually closes, it, as those times get longer and longer, as debt takes longer to line up and figure out, much more sort of interest in looking at has there been real changes between signing and closing. Uh, Brad Bondi, again, a tremendous professional, uh, a leader at LBMC, uh, I guess the 32nd largest accounting firm in the, in the country. Brad, Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the Becker Private Equity Becker Business Minute Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Hope to join you again soon.